Let's talk about three ways to extract value from your customers' data to help with marketing, boost your overall brand awareness, and look at how you can increase profits in the process. I'm Alex Burkett, and this is the Outdoor Alliance's podcast. Hey, everyone. Excited to be with you here a little bit later in the week um, than when the usual Marketing Minute episode comes out. I'm mainly taking a break off from the um, MLK Day holiday. Hope you all are having a great week. Um, and I thought this would be sort of an interesting topic and something um, that connects marketing and operations, but is really practical to the day-to-day um, sort of work that you might be doing already in the business, looking at big decisions in the coming year. I've been really trying to dig into the numbers, understand your data in a more unique way, and look at how you can apply that um, to just help your business succeed more um, in the coming year. So. You know, as my sort of interest adjusted, I'm going to give you three ways um, for you to start thinking about uh, customer data and the value that that can bring um, and just some different ways of looking at it and trying to piece together um, the data for you um, as we head into this new year. So first and foremost, when we talk about data, it's it sounds really analytical and it's important to have your analytics and any data that you can be broken down, whether this is uh, marketing or financial or operational, for you just to be able to very easily understand the numbers and understand um, where you're going. And data is really just a reflection of what's happening in the moment and you know what's, what's the real numbers telling me about my business. And so my first tip and the first way that you can really extract more customer value from this information is to make sure that you're using historical data and getting a full record of what you're seeing and where you're going. Um, you know, and this can be tricky for a lot of people, especially if you're maybe a newer park owner um, or someone who might have, you know, changed things in their operations over the next last several years. Um, and maybe you don't have complete data sets. Let me be the first to tell you that that's okay. Um, still make sure that you're using whatever historical data you have and try and piece this together. So if you're a park that used paper and pencil or booking over the phone to make reservations on a physical calendar and you just recently moved over to a reservation system or an alternate way of booking that provides you with more information, you know, don't be afraid to still use some of that old information and the old way of doing things um, to look at your data and piece that together. Don't just throw that whole set out of the window. You wanna make sure that you're going back far enough, um, far enough back and really analyze that historical data um, to, to get the lessons from it and look at, okay, here's what we weren't getting from that old system that we were using. And here's what we're getting from this new system. Why don't we figure out a better way to understand this? And look at what are the lessons that that taught us and what should we really be prioritizing in the future? and take away, hey, here are the things that came in the past. We don't want to mess up and make those mistakes again. Um, and if you didn't go back and look at that historical data, you might not have figured out where your priority and your focus needs to be for 2023. So for example, I'll, I'll continue on, on my example with the reservation system. If you were using paper and pencil and now you're in a more automated system, make sure that you're actually automating. Make sure that you're getting email addresses from your reservation system that goes right into your email database. Make sure that guests are getting an email after they check out that allows them to easily leave a review for that campsite stay that they're going. Make sure you can automate as much as possible 
um, so that you can take that out of the equation and then your marketing starts to work seamlessly for you so that we can now send them an email occasionally and you know promote them with discounts and value and get them to come stay again. And when they leave, if they had a really positive stay, we want to give the guests a chance to um, you know, review their stay or give them a hashtag and a post idea for them to share their stay on social media. And that can be a post departure email that's sent right to their inbox. Every time somebody leaves your park, give them ideas on, hey, share your family vacation and tag us in it. Make sure that you you know, include our hashtag and share that with your audience. So that's a great way of using the historical data to understand, are we really using some of these automated tools in the new way of doing? Um, and what's this new data that we should be using compared to the historical data set? So sometimes using that historical old bad data can be important to help look and prepare for the future. So that's tip number one. The second way that I would say that you can really extract value um, is by making sure that we're applying this data that we found to our operations and understanding that getting customer data for marketing is obviously super important, right? We can understand, hey, more of our marketing dollars should be spent um, with Google Ads instead of Facebook, or maybe our website needs more work and we need to get more traffic and add more backlinks. I mean, really put a lot of effort into that part of our marketing. Maybe that's something that we've neglected. Um, that's all well and good. And of course, I could talk about that stuff all day. I mean, marketing data and that sort of customer data is really, really important. But don't overlook any other information that you receive. Um, when we look at our long-term decision-making and profitability, and how this can help with our overall business operations, both to increase efficiency, ways to reduce waste, I mean, really prepare for that long-term decision-making. So if data you're getting from your reservation system, um, when we talk about customer data, is telling you one thing, like a site type is not booked well, or your customers aren't responding well to a rate increase, um, or certain trends that you're seeing in the industry aren't matching what you're actually seeing in your data at your park, that might be an indication that you might need to change things um, and improve that overall efficiency that, that you're operating from and make sure that you can improve those things as we get into the next year. And so, you know, just because the industry is saying one thing or you're thinking one thing, make sure that your data actually proves that and that you can apply that to your operations. One of the other areas that I've seen this be successful at, not just long-term decision-making when it comes to campsites or amenities or value adds that you can do, right, to improve the customer experience and behavior, um, really comes down to the hiring end and look at how can you improve efficiency and reduce waste there. Understanding, um, you know, data that came back from, from your customers on what type of job positions are important or where they're visiting more often in the park. If it's certain types of amenities or certain certain areas that you need to have better upkeep, um, that might mean hiring more maintenance workers this year or um, moving your employee base into one particular area instead of another. And so it's sort of shifting priority and focus so that not only are you um, not spending as much in your compensation and benefits, but you're also adding to the customer experience. And so sometimes using that customer data um, is really, really important. And so this can be done by looking at that historical data that's coming from your reservation system um, or even things like qualitative responses and just um, people's opinions, right? That can still be valuable and it's still data that we need to look at, whether it's in review or a note that somebody left or just conversations that you remember, you know, from back when you were operating in season, 
Uh, make sure to remember those because that's that's guest feedback in itself, right? So if people are suggesting, hey, I think you should really add this amenity or wow, we really, really liked this, but we wish there was another staff member in our activities pavilion to look after our kid, um, that, that's feedback that you should take uh, into consideration and look at how can you maybe change your hiring practices and start implementing that to improve your operations um, this off season. So that's another way of make sure that you're applying customer data, not only to your marketing, um, but to operations as well. And then my third and final um, way that you can extract value from customer data is really to understand your client churn and your customer uh, better as far as the booking process that they're using and the amount of time that they're staying at your park. This is one super, super critical number that when we first start working with a lot of parks, um, it's something that we we start to understand when we talk about multi-layered marketing campaigns where a park may be using more than one of our services and we need to combine a larger marketing campaign with maybe a larger budget and understand different parts of the business. And this idea of the customer checkout process and how often your customers and clients are, are churning, meaning you know, what's the turnover rate? How often are people staying at your park? The frequency, right? Are they coming once during the year, twice, three times? You know, what, what does that look like? What's the average duration of their stay? The number of nights consecutively that they're booking um, and understanding what's that value and what's that worth. Uh, is somebody coming once a year and they're staying for two or three nights? You know, that might be a pretty pretty average response for a lot of you, right? Um, what's that really worth? Is it $150? Is it $250? I mean, it really depends on what your average rate is and what the um, what's the amount that they're spending on other areas of your park, like in your camp store or on firewood or other sort of uh, ancillary purchases. So understanding that number and really analyzing that critically um, is important to affect your overall marketing and that that data piece to help you make better decisions. And if you don't stop and look at that data from your reservation system and understand how much are people spending, how loyal is your customer, how often do they support your business, um, then you're not accurately able to make those operational decisions like we talked about um, in step two. And you're really not able to put together um, you know, an accurate plan for the upcoming year. So alternatively, you may have big spikes of customers at some point, but they don't really stick around. Or you're having trouble figuring out, well, hey, you know, why, why are we losing these people? Why aren't they staying more than one visit? You know, why did somebody only come for two nights? And that's our average customers. They come one time, they stay two nights, and they never come again. Why is that? What can we do to win those people back? Can we segment those people and do we know who those people are? And can we market specifically towards those people? People that have stayed with us once, they've already came, they've given us money, but how do we earn them back? How do we make them a loyal customer? You know, why, why was it that they didn't stay at our park again? Um, that's some of the, the lowest hanging fruit and something that we use this number a lot, the, the churn rate and figuring out what's the, what's the lifetime value of a customer worth. That's something we use a lot when we're planning marketing for parks. When we look at, you know, how can we set up ad campaigns and, you know, what are, what's the ultimate goal that we're looking for? How many reservations a month do we need to break even? Um, you know, how often is that person churning and what's our marketing need to look like in order to get somebody to come and meet that average state requirement? 
Um, and so these are numbers that are important as you're, you're sitting here in the off season. If you don't know that number, the lifetime value of your customer, the average duration of the stay, how often the frequency they're staying, the amount of churn that they have, you know, what it actually costs for them to come and be a guest, you know, how much are they using in utilities? Um, on average, how much are you paying staff to be there while that, while that customer is there? You know, really, really figuring that out um, is going to be a crucial part of this customer data that you likely already have from your reservation system that you can put into place um, and really have this dialed in and figured out by the time that we enter this next year. So that last piece uh, in, in this understanding and analyzing of customer churn rate is one that's really important. And so I would say if you haven't, if you remember nothing else and you don't know that number or those sets of, of numbers that I just laid out, make sure that you understand that. And I promise this episode is going to be well worth your time in return. If you can understand those things and look at how those can actually come and affect your decision-making and allow you to make better decisions moving forward, I promise you it's going to pay dividends for your business um, and allow you to operate with um, more consistency and more predictability um, when you look at this data and figure out what to do in the future. Last thing I'll say, this is sort of a bonus tip and I won't take long here. I mentioned this uh, earlier as well, but don't be afraid to automate things and automate this data moving forward um, so that you can really try and have this ready to go. And, and this can come in a lot of different ways. And this isn't a one-off, you know, one-size-fits-all solution for how to go about automating this and what information is going to be more uh, more useful for you in your situation. But if you're using a reservation system, if you're using... Um, email databases and other marketing channels. You have website analytics, Google analytics running. Um, all these different pieces can play a part in helping create um, reports that are emailed to you every month, every quarter, uh, you know, every year so that you can actually sit down and figure this out and look at this historical data without having to spend a ton of time, you know, crawling this information, trying to understand it, um, having stuff automated in, and having an automation strategy in place will allow you to be more successful down the road as you get into the next year and the year after that and as you make more decisions. So I hope you found this episode value, um, valuable for you as we talk about extracting value um, from your existing customer data. So as always, if you have questions or want to reach out, um, feel free and reach out our emails below, podcast at outdooralliances.com. Happy to answer any questions or take topic suggestions. If there's something that you're struggling with um, and a topic that you'd like to hear us address, feel free to uh, shoot us an email and I will make sure uh, it gets in an episode because uh, if you've got a question, I know other parks probably have that as well. Um, and whether I bring on an expert to help answer some questions or it's a marketing question that I can answer, I'll be happy to help. So I hope you all have a great rest of the week. And I will see you back here again soon. Thanks for listening to the Outdoor Alliances podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'll see you right back here every Monday and Friday for another great podcast. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon.